Thank you, Nigel. Thank you, Callie, for your warm welcome. Well, good morning to you all. And uh, I must say, your, your doors into this building are the most impressive church doors I've ever come through. They're very welcoming. They just open up as you come in. It's great. So, uh, Phil... Well, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'll come to that. <laughs> we, um, Phil says, um, I must watch my breath when I'm speaking with this. So I'm going to try and speak without breathing. Okay. So... If I'm going over at any time, it's not working, okay. So uh, I'll start breathing again. But yes, I do bring greetings from Rugey Community Church to you one and all. We were at a wedding yesterday and many were saying, oh, will you send our love to Gateway? Will you send our love to Wrexham? So I'm passing that on. And actually what I want to share with you this morning uh, is a subject that God is quite clearly taking us through as a church. And that is... um, his progressive revelation. And he's taken us through this uh, quite clearly at this moment because we're on a journey to a new facility. And uh, God is very much revealing his progressive revelation to us. And uh, that revelation unfolds stage by stage. And it can be simply defined as God's revealing of his will in successive stages, each founded upon and further illuminating the previous stage. Stage after stage after stage. But it's not just for us, and it's not just for our churches. It's for every single person that's sitting here this morning. In fact, this book is outworking of God's progressive revelation from start to finish. Take God's covenant of redemption. Genesis 17, 7 says, I will establish my covenant with an everlasting covenant between me and you and your descendants after you for the generations to come to be your God and the God of your descendants after. And that covenant is repeatedly, progressively outworked through history until we come to Revelation 21, 3, where this climax of that verse in Genesis 17 says, And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling of God is with men, and he will live with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. Amen. You know, we see the relationship man was created to have lost through the fall. Yet it's restored through Christ, and we were brought to fulfillment in the new heaven and the new earth. Progressive revelation is not something that's brought out of religion or doctrine. It's not evolved out of that. It's rather like an acorn. Has anyone seen an acorn? Yeah, squirrels seem to like them. So. But what's in an acorn is an oak tree. And it progressively grows into that fullness of becoming an oak tree. So we see from the Old Testament, from those scriptures in Genesis. In fact, from the first 11 chapters of Genesis, they are progressively unfolded, explained and clarified and brought to the fullness in the New Testament. God's redemptive acts were progressive in preparing the way for Christ, who would come in the fullness of time. 
We see it time and time again that God's plans are clarified through successive stages. An outworking of his plans and his purposes, sometimes over an extended time, yet always as a gradual unfolding. And this progressive revelation is something that we, Rugeley Community Church, have very much been going through towards a new facility. We felt the seed was planted to move. And that's unfolded and grown as his plans and purposes for the community of Rugeley are outworked. And those plans and purposes, we believe, require us to have a larger building. And for me, this revelation started on my last day of secular work on the Friday before I was going into full time for the church on the Monday. And the last thing on my mind was moving. I was more worried about the Monday and what I was going to be doing there. But on that Monday, on that Friday, which was September the 4th, God gave me Joshua 1.9. And he said to me, the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And I thought, thank you, Lord. And as I was driving from Stafford, where I worked into Rugeley, um, Wolseley Bridge, which some of you will know, it was a, it was a beautiful blue day with white clouds and there was a rainbow over Wolseley Bridge and I was just I don't know if anyone else saw it but I certainly did and I just thought thank you Lord your promises over me and I've had a real sense from that day of a Joshua journey that we're on as a church and the season that we're in to fulfill his plans and purposes for this coming season and I had confirmation after verse and verse that everyone keeps coming back to me, to Joshua. But after that weekend, uh, sometime later, God's progressive revelation came to the next stage. So he gave me Joshua 3, the crossing of the Jordan. And he said to me, for our move was not to be dissimilar to the crossing of the Jordan by the Israelites. And he says in verse 14 to 16, so when the people broke camp to cross the Jordan... The priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant went ahead of them. Now the Jordan is in flood all during harvest. Yet as soon as the priests who carried the Ark reached the Jordan and their feet touched the waters, the water from upstream stopped flowing. It piled up in a heap a great distance away at a town called Adam. And it was as if we stood before a flooded river in what we faced in moving to a new facility. What do I mean by that? Well, we couldn't do it. We couldn't do it alone. How were we going to cross in this journey? Yet we have found, as we have stepped into what God has revealed to us, so the way forward has opened up for us to take one step at a time with him. And as we take that step, the next step becomes clear. So I'm going to come back to taking steps. And that's enough about me. And that's enough about Rougey Community Church for now. Because today's about you, each and every one of you seated in this room. Whether you're a member of Gateway Church or you're from deepest Sussex, today, <laughs> darkest, deepest Sussex, <laughs> today, God's progressive revelation is at work in each and every one of you. Yes. That God is progressively growing into fullness everything that he has planned and purpose for you. And you might say, how do you know that, Richard? Okay, you might not. 
<laughs> I'll say it. How do you know that, Richard? Well, it's not me that's saying it. God says it in Jeremiah 29, 11. Well-known verses. For I know the plans I have for you. Not I think, or let me have a think about it. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Amen. Okay, if you're a member of Gateway Church, I'd just like you to stick your hand up. Or if you've been visiting for a while. Okay. If you think that you're here because of a good idea, you're not. Okay? If you think you're here because it's just the way it's worked out, you're not. God's progressive revelation of his plans and purposes for your life and the life of this church are progressively growing to their fullness in you being a part of Gateway Church here today. That's how important each and every one of you are in this church. I just want you to take a few moments and close your eyes. Don't nod off. (laughs) Just close your eyes. And I want you to think about how you came to be a member here, if you're part of this church. If you're not, if you're visiting or you've only been a few times, I just want you to think about how you come or came to be seated in the seat you're in today. Can you see his revelation at work? Can you see the illuminated steps of God at work in your life? What he has purposed to bring you here to today. Shouldn't we just stop and praise God? Well, you can't because I've got the rest of this first. first so you can't, but, but we should. We should praise God for the infinite detail that he puts into our lives. But it doesn't end there. This is progressive revelation. And I've got a dictionary, believe it or not. And it says the word progressive means moving forward. Progressive motion. Proceeding step by step. So I'm going to visually demonstrate God's progressive revelation. This has taken me a while to outwork. Okay? That took a lot of work for me to see how I could do that. Progressive revelation. God's always on the move. We should always be on the move with God. There is more. Paul tells us in Ephesians 2.10, For we are God's worksmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. God's progressive revelation is at work in us throughout our life on this earth. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 3, 18, We who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory are being transformed into his likeness with ever-increasing glory which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. And there's no age cut off. Is it, Enzo? No. No, There is not. Except when you say close your eyes but don't go to sleep. (laughs) Right, okay, yeah. (laughs) Well, hopefully God was giving you more revelation of what he's got for you. Because there are still things for you that God has got and planned and purposed for. And whether you're the youngest here, I don't know who's the youngest or who's the oldest, because then I can't get in trouble. But whether you're the youngest or the oldest member here, God has plans and purposes for you. And I want to ask each of you today, 
What next step has he or is he asking you to take? Because there will be one. Are you seeking him for that next step? Because, you know, I had a a real sense of coming and being with you today of the priceless, the priceless godly potential that is gathered here. And listen, it's not just a front row. It's gathered from back to front, wherever you seat today. You are God's priceless potential seated here. You're a real treasure trove of God's plans and purposes. Do you know that? This room is full of God-inspired dreams, desires and vision. All planned and placed by God. Waiting to be fulfilled. Step by step. Stage by stage. I want to ask, what has God said to you? What has he given you a glimpse of that is yet to come in to being? What has God placed on your heart that seems totally at odds with your current surroundings? Listen, don't be put off by your current surroundings. Elijah wasn't. In 1 Kings 18, he wasn't put off by his current surroundings. And it's an important lesson we can learn from him in those verses. It says in verse 41, Elijah said to Ahab, go and eat and drink, for there is the sound of heavy rain. You know, I think, well, nothing remarkable about that. Well, what was remarkable about that was his current surroundings were that they were in a full-blown famine with every human resource dried up. Dried prunes looked moist to Elijah. It was dry. But God was outworking his progressive revelation. And it was a revelation of a sound of abundance of rain. But notice this. What Elijah heard in his spirit was completely at odds with what he could see or hear around him. His spirit sensed rain before a drop had even fallen. And there's a lesson to be learned. And what's that? When God speaks, he will speak to our spirit, not to our flesh. What he says there will be more real than anything that's happening in our circumstances. But know this, what we hear in our spirit will go against what our intellect tells us or what we have in the bank or what's happening at work or what's taking place at home or what's happening in our body. Elijah discounted all the no rain reports. My question to us is, will we keep going? Not by what we see or hear or think, but because God's revelation has spoken to our spirit. When God is birthing the next step, the next stage in us, when we can sense and know that God is promised, has promised a certain thing to us, we must tune out the negativity around us and stand on the word and keep believing. But there's some more steps that we can learn. There's some more insight that we can gain. If we go on in 1 Kings 18, verse 42 says, So Ahab went off to eat and drink, but Elijah climbed to the top of Carmel, bent down to the ground and put his face between his knees. Go and look towards the sea, he told his servant. And he went up and looked. There was nothing there, he said, seven times 
Elijah said, go back. You just imagine how the servant must have felt. Here we go again. Nothing, nothing. The seventh time, the servant reported, a cloud as small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. So Elijah said, go and tell Ahab, hitch up your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, the sky grew black with clouds. The wind rose, a heavy rain came on Ahab, came on and Ahab rode off to Jezreel. There are four things that can help us from these verses when we're taking those steps in his progressive revelation, when we're taking steps in his plans and purposes for us, in stepping towards the godly desires, visions and dreams placed within us. And the first one is this. We must look to God for answers, not people. You know, God has placed us within family here, hasn't he? Yes. Family to support and encourage, exercise godly wisdom. And we have elders who have authority over us. But we must look to God for the answers. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, says Jeremiah. People can't piggyback you into your next step. God is the answer and the hand we hold. The bottom line is the step is yours to take. No one else's. So take it because it's God that's asking you to do that. Your family will support you in taking that. But the step is yours to take. Secondly, we must keep believing what God says. Elijah kept getting the same negative report. There is nothing. Do you hear that whisper in your ear? There's nothing. Nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to be any different. Elijah kept believing until God finally, the seventh time his servant said, there is a cloud as small as a man's hand rising out of the sea. Don't believe the lies of the enemy. And know this, great blessings arise from small beginnings. So don't discount how small a beginning God might be placing and doing in you. No matter how small you feel what God has given you, hold fast to it. God God promised Elijah it was coming, so he stood firm on God's word. You know, Satan is the great counterfeiter. We know that, don't we? The trouble is, he sounds like God sometimes, and we tend to believe him for what he says and not what actually God is telling us. That's why we need to stand on the word of God. What his word says to us, what his word says over us and what his word tells us that Jesus has done for us. Jesus says with God, all things are possible. Do we believe that? Jesus says with God, all things are possible in Matthew 19. Thirdly, we must not be influenced by those who don't share our vision. What do I mean by that? Well, Elijah's servant kept saying nothing is happening. I guess if we are listen to that, that would get me down a bit. <laughs> but Elijah knew better. We can't be led by those who aren't in sync with us spiritually. You know, when we were taking our steps in God's purposes for us moving from deepest Sussex 
up to Rugeley. My family, who are not Christians, had a lot of things to say about that. And we could have been influenced by their decision if we'd not known better. We could have been led by family who were not in sync with us spiritually. That's different to our spiritual family here. God places us within church family with those who are in sync with us spiritually so we can receive support, wisdom, direction in our decision making. And listen, we shouldn't be making decisions on our own outside of our church family. This is why we've been given the family and why we should be part of the family that God has placed us in. So let us make sure that when we're receiving insight, it's from those who are in sync with us spiritually. And then finally, position yourself to receive. I was going to demonstrate Elijah's position, but I didn't think I'd get back up. So uh, I'm not going to do that. But you know, his positioning was significant. He took the birthing position. If we don't get into position to hear and push, as you would in birth, and that push being the step out, it won't happen. It needs to birth. So we need to be in line with God to hear what he says to us. But in being in line, we need to be obedient in birthing that which he has said to us. We push by taking a step at a time as God reveals the next step to us. But for a step to take place, faith needs to be exercised. Mark 9, 23 says, Everything is possible for him who believes. We're not called to be stationary people. In fact, faith offends the stationary. We're not called to be stationary people. And here's a couple of other things about faith. Faith is not the absence of doubt. It's the presence of belief. And it's not what you feel, it's what you believe that's going to move you. Yes. Feelings won't sustain us in taking steps of faith. I just want to read a quote to you. I would tell you who wrote it, but I photocopied it and his name's not on this bit, so I have to <laughs> put <coughs> So it's my administration weakness. But it says, it says, God never asks for more than we're able to handle, though times will come when it'll be beyond what we're able to do. The difference is faith. God can bridge the difference. That's not the issue. The issue is what you have faith for. In case of vision, be of great faith. Possess a confident assurance of the things you hope for. Convince beyond your comprehension and beyond circumstances that he is already working to fulfill them for you. Begin with what you have, faithful that God will fulfill the rest. And here, in this quote, lies what can be a stumbling block for some of us. It said, God never asks for more than we can handle. We think, oh, that's good. I can handle that. That's okay. But it says, though times will come when it will be beyond what we're able to do. Ah, I'm not so good at handling that. That's a bit harder. That's a bit more difficult. When the next step of his plans, his purposes, his inspired dreams, visions, desires come into view, 
It begins a work in our spirit. The problem can be is, though, that we react in the flesh. With the results are, we look away. Well, why do we look away? Because in the flesh, we look at ourselves and think, there's no way I'll ever be able to do what God is asking me to do. Or what else can happen is we overreact. So we take a John Cleese step. (laughs) And the trouble is, we take a step that we end up coming crashing down on. Because with both scenarios, what tends to happen is that we either take the stop and fall or we don't take a stop at all, uh, a step at all. And we just stop where we are. We're unable to take that step that God is asking of us. Well, I believe there are people here who have done that. You've either taken a step too far or you've looked away in what God has placed in your heart and think there's no way I can ever achieve what I've had a glimpse of. It can't be of God because it can't be for me because I'm not there. Well, I want to free you this morning. I want to free you with this truth. If what God has said to you, over you or in you, seems unobtainable, seems out of reach, seems to you, what can I do? Then that's because it is unobtainable. And why is that? Because you're not there yet. You're not there yet. What you need is little donkey from Shrek by your side (laughs) saying, are we there yet? And you saying, no, because you're not there yet. Satan loves to tell us we've failed before we've even started. You can't possibly be thinking or responding to what you feel God has said to you. Look at you. You're nowhere near where you should be. Don't try and be where you're not. Recognize the lie from the enemy. Recognize where you are and look to God for your next step. And to those who have taken a step and come crashing down I want you to hear this falling down is only a temporary condition yeah? staying down is what makes it permanent remember God never asks for more than we're able to handle God bridges the difference and the difference is faith God's progressive revelation requires us to take one step of faith at a time until we reach the appointed time. Habakkuk 2, 3, for the revelation awaits the appointed time. It speaks of the end and will not prove false. Though it linger, wait for it. It will certainly come and will not not delay. Just going back to us as a church, in his progressive revelation to us, moving to a new facility, It has involved one step at a time. As one step becomes clear, we take the next step. I don't worry about the third or fourth steps. It's the step in front of me that I've got to take. And I need to make sure that I'm going to take that step because that's the important step. Before we'd put our building on the market, one or two came and said they were worried that we wouldn't sell. And I understood their concerns. But we hadn't put the building on the market. All I could say to them, well, I feel our next step is we need to put the building on the market. 
as we've put the building on the market, the next step of revelation has come in that the council are interested in purchasing that building. But it didn't come the other way around. It comes as God progressively leads us. We cried about change of use on the building we feel that God is calling us to because obviously it's a warehouse. And the council said it looks like it's going to go to appeal because that's their stance that they take. It's for employment and it's going to go to appeal. Well, we could get all worked up about, oh, the, what about that? What happens if it goes to appeal? What's going to happen there? What's going no, God just said, the next step I want you to take is to apply. Hmm, you know, well, I can do that. We can do that. That is a step we can take. That is within our reach. So two weeks ago, we've applied for change of use. Now, last week, Eric, uh, my fellow elder, had a, a work meeting with a colleague that he felt was going to be significant. He thought he was going to share the gospel, but it wasn't to do with that. This guy came because he was having training on the parish website that Eric had set up for him. And at the end, they had some time to talk. Now, remember, the council said this is probably going to go to appeal for us. So Eric gets talking to this guy, and it turns out that he retired last year from being a government inspector who deals with appeals on planning decisions. <laughs> and we think, oh, OK, Lord. That's very handy. And he said, actually, my last case was a church in London who I granted the appeal to. <laughs> so he said, I'll tell you what, I'll send the report of that to you. And if you want any help in wording or how to approach the council, he gave him his number and email address. But you know, that wouldn't have happened until we'd taken that first step. There's a process with God that outworks faith that we see and we trust him for. And we just marvel at. And you know, do we have all the money? No. We'd be quite grateful if God had given us, but we don't. Do we need all the money at this stage? No, we don't. So I wait for the appointed time. It's quite simple, really. There's nothing technical about this. God just wants that relationship of trusting him in making these steps. But in those steps... They've got to be obedient steps. Paul, in recapping events, what happened to him on the road to Damascus, said to King Agrippa in Acts 26, 19, So then, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the vision from heaven. What a verse. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in Paul, in just taking that obedient step to what Jesus said to him, could not have imagined what God had in store for him just because he took that one small step. But listen, partial obedience, selective obedience, delayed obedience, are still all disobedience. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, Proverbs 3, verse 5 tells us. It goes on saying, verse 6, In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. That's obedience that God is looking for. Love the Lord, your God, with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. That's the sort of obedience God is looking for that will help us take steps. So I want to say in finishing, well, I'm finishing. I believe God's going to, wants to do some things with us. 
But I just want to say again, this room is heavy with the precious plans and purposes of God. God's progressive revelation is flowering all over this place. The Chelsea Flower Show does not compare with the beauty and diversity that's in this room. That's how God sees you. No, no, don't start thinking, well, I'm I'm not like... No, that's how God sees you. That's what's important. God's progressive revelation is at work in this place. He is individually and corporately revealing his will in successive stages, step by step, in each one of you. And my prayer for each one of you today is that of Paul's in Ephesians 1, verses 17 to 23. He says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints and his, and his incomparable great power for, those, for us who believe. That power is like the working of his mighty strength, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly realms. Far above all rule and authority, power and domain, and every title that can be given, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. Amen. I wonder if we could stand. Bill, could you? I want to pray over us. And then I just want us to be open to what the Holy Spirit would want to come and encourage us with. Maybe it's in your desires Maybe it's in your vision that you feel you have. Maybe it's something God has said to you. The plans and purposes that are heavy in this room because they're of God upon each and every one of you. And it'll be different for each and every one. That's why you are that beautiful, diverse, flowering bed that God has planted here. So Father, I thank you that your work And particularly your progressive revelation is at work in your church here in Wrexham. Thank you also that is at work in each and every person that is standing here this morning. I want to ask Holy Spirit, will you bring a fresh wave of that revelation now? So that we may know you better, Lord. And in this fresh revelation, open the eyes of our hearts, Lord, that they may be enlightened in order that we may know the hope to which you have called us, the riches of your glorious inheritance in the saints. Enlighten our steps, Lord. Lord, may we know that the same power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly realms 
is the same power that is at work in us today. It is the same power that outworks your progressive revelation, your plans and purposes in each of us. Lord, I pray that your seeds of plans and purpose will grow as we stay in step with you, progressively growing to their fullness, that they might become mighty oaks of your will, Lord. So Holy Spirit, I ask, move amongst us. Move amongst us, Lord. Yeah, come Holy Spirit. Thank you that your presence is here, Father. Will you just enlighten those things that you have spoken to individuals here that are of you? don't worry if they're unattainable you're not there yet what desires is he placed in your heart what are the plans and purposes that he has for you what have you dared dream of with God but have looked away with because you think, I could never be there. I can never get there with that. Well, you can, but it takes a step at a time with God. Don't look at yourself, look at Him. So I want you to do some stepping now. God has shown you a step to take and you've not taken it listen this isn't about me or all of us here now this is about you with God I want you to be brave and I want you to take that step forward to the front because there are plans and purposes he has for you that he wants to outwork has God shown something to you in your spirit that he's calling to you And your reaction has been to look away. You've said, there's no way I'll ever be able to do that. You know, what can happen in that is that we stop. We stop taking steps. Then God just wants to encourage you. He wants to put that hand out to you again today and say, come on, take that step with me. Trust me. Trust me for your future. Don't I have your best interests at heart? And then thirdly, maybe you've taken a step and it was in good faith. You did it all in good faith, but you know it was a step you were never meant to take because it was too large. It was in your strength. And you feel that you came crashing down. And you don't feel you've ever got up since, really. You can give a good account to those around you, but inside you still feel as if you're down. Well, remember, falling down is only temporary. Staying down is what makes it permanent. 
So God wants to give you a spiritual hand up this morning. Give you a hug and a pat on the back and say, come on, let's take the next step in what I have for you. And you don't have to know all the outcomes of the steps you are taking. Don't worry about it. Leave it with God. Don't worry about the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh step. Take the step that's in front of you. You know, if it seems unobtainable, if it seems out of reach, then relax, because it is. You're not there yet. Don't try and be where you're not. The appointed time will come in the steps that you take. So this is where I'm stepping out now. (laughs) I want to invite you to come forward. If you can relate to what the Spirit is saying to you this morning. Don't worry about those around you. It's between you and God. We'll just facilitate as tools to pray for you. So I want you to come forward. Because I know there are ones in this room that need to respond. Why do you need to respond? Because God has the best for you. He wants you to progress with him. He wants you to fulfill everything he has for you in this church. But I want to speak to visitors as well. Because God has plans and purposes for you. Don't dismiss yourself because of your age or because maybe you've taken that step that's been a step too far or you've looked and said, there's no way I can do this. Take the step that's needed this morning and watch God open you up like a tight rose into the fullness and the beauty of what he wants to bring you in.